Are you seeking a lucrative side hustle? The Alpha Beta Report is your golden ticket. They've cracked the code on turning humble accounts into towering assets. You can get educated, empowered, and let your money start working wonders for you. Dive in at alphabetareport.com. That's alphabetareport.com. And thank you to the Alpha Beta Report for their continued support of the Ohio Press Network. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines, and uh, I'm going to welcome in Tricia McLaughlin, Senior Advisor, Communications Director, Vivek 2024. Tricia, welcome in. How are you this morning? Jack, it's great to be with you and, and talk to you after after so long. I'm doing well. Uh, we're fresh off of Iowa and back in Ohio. So um, fantastic job, by the way. Um, I can't tell you. I actually just heard again over the weekend that uh, the praise for your communications team and how Vivek handled himself on social media and in the press. So you you assembled an all-star team. So congratulations on that. Oh, thank you, Jack. You know, um, I, I think, you know, it wasn't the result we wanted, of course, but I think Vivek really did change the conversation and I think changed how campaigns are going to be run in the future. We really opened it up, live streaming every event, every, you know, press gaggle. People, I think, really got to see how uh, how cam- modern pan- campaigns are run. And he was willing to talk to anyone from Don Lemon to, to Chuck Todd to, you know, local news to to small left-wing blogs. He really did it all, and I think it's an example to be set for really what free speech means in this country. Um, so we, we fought like heck, and it wasn't the result we wanted, but we're proud that he endorsed President Trump um, that very night. And um, I think that he's the reason that the America First Coalition uh, is really coalescing together. I think, um, you know, he, he put some pressure on uh, former governor – or excuse me, current Governor DeSantis, and um, I, I think DeSantis did the right thing in, in stepping out of the race before the New Hampshire primary to, to make sure that it's America first principles that uh, rule in the end. I was always impressed with, uh, regardless of how the conversation went, that Vivek would, uh, he handled hecklers, and instead of saying, hey, can you get that person out of here, gave he'd give the heckler a microphone, and they'd have a conversation. Super impressed by that. Um, it sounds like you're not surprised that Ron DeSantis dropped out. Um, let me ask you this. Why do you think I have a suspicion? <laughs> Why do you think Vivek didn't get more votes? Now, don't get me wrong. As an outsider, you know, if you're anywhere between 7, 8, 9, 10 percent, that's a lot. Um, I surmise that it's because the Venn diagram between him and Donald Trump, it, there's a lot of overlap. How did you see it? Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think there were two primary America First candidates in the race, and it was Donald Trump and it was Vivek Ramaswamy. And, you know, Vivek is kind of that new young guy with uh, fresh legs. And we we still believe he has a a great political future ahead and will continue to promote those America First policies in the country, no matter what he does, whether it be in politics or or in business. Um, But I, I mean, I think, right, Jack, we had about 50% 50% of our attendees at events in Iowa and New Hampshire would be first-time voters. They were not registered Republicans or, or registered for for um, any party. The hardest thing that you can get someone to do is to get them out to vote for the first time. So it's exciting that these people were politically engaged, um, were becoming politically engaged because the vague message resonated so much with them. But 
um, to get them out to caucus. Which caucus, of course, is a very different system than, than a primary where you have a number of different hours. You can vote with a caucus system, which I had only become really familiar with the process these past few months. So for anyone listening, you could only, you know, you can't vote absentee. You can only caucus in person at, at 7 p.m. Um, on that Monday, January 15th. So you, I mean, you have a kid's soccer or basketball game you got to get to. It's one or the other. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it takes a lot of commitment, and especially for people, like I mentioned, who were not registered before or um, previously had not caucused or voted. That's, you know, getting people out of their habit. I think it was negative 15 degrees on caucus day. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, it wasn't it wasn't the vague moment. But um, I think it was about he had the most new caucus goers uh, of any candidate in the race. So wow. even though he came in fourth, I, I think that it's pretty impressive. And I think it shows that Vivek is growing this America First movement. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. We've heard Ben Carson. We've, we've heard J.D. Vance. We've heard Ron DeSantis. And we've heard Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, those, those are the names being thrown around as a potential running mate with Donald J. Trump. How do you see it? You know, I think any of those guys would be fantastic contenders. I think... Um, Vivek has a lot, I think you pointed out, with the media and with, with, with hecklers, but with people who disagree with him, that uh, he really is kind of the communicator, I would think, uh, of this generation. I haven't seen anything like it. I think I'm probably a little bit biased as I was communications director, but um, I think he has a real gift, and I think that these other individuals have, have Ben Carson and J.D. Vance, fantastic senator, and they have gifts as well. I mean, you know, I... I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback what President Trump decides to do when he, I think, uh, will win in November. And um, whoever it will be will be an asset. But regardless, Vivek has such a bright future ahead of him, um, and, and I'm excited for him. We were talking with Trisha McLaughlin, Senior Advisor, Communications Director, Vivek 2024. Uh, let me ask you a question that maybe I wasn't going to ask. What was the most surprising experience for you? You you ran a successful reelection campaign for Governor Mike DeWine and Lieutenant Governor John Houston, and then you took on this massive role uh, with Vivek. What, what was the most surprising part of that role for you? I think, just to be honest, the depths of really the corruption on both sides of the media. Mm. I mean, truly, a lot of conservative, too. And, and, of course, the liberal media, we all are well aware of that. But I, I think just seeing, um, you know, these these outlets who I've long respected, you know, sidelining, you know, Vivek as an outsider, or he say maybe something on the foreign policy front, uh, but be, you know, Ukraine, that, that these people don't, they don't want a platform. And so, I mean, the media of all institutions in American life should be pushing for free speech. And yet that's the people who throttle it the most. And I think, so I think that's been disappointing, but I think, um, you know, it's going to take leaders, um, I think, like Vivek and, and like yourself, who are free speech absolutists. And, you know, whether we like to hear ideas or not, it, it doesn't matter. The best ideas win when we're allowed to hear them all out. So, well, thank you for that, by the way. I do appreciate that. Um, I know that there are <laughs> corrupt members of the press on both sides. You're absolutely correct about that. Uh, let me ask you this. So Ron DeSantis drops out. He endorses Donald J. Trump. The gnashing of teeth yesterday was entertaining on Twitter and Facebook. I think eventually that'll settle back in and people will gain sanity. 
But do you think most of DeSantis's uh, votes and, and most of his support will go to Trump? Or do you think some most of those are headed over to Nikki Haley? I think it, I, th- I think it'll go to, to Trump. I think it's just more of an America first vein. I mean, these I think, you know, have my disagreements with Ron DeSantis and his team. And of course, we are rivals in the race. But I think his he is far more America first. And I think uh, Nikki Haley, who's more of that establishment neoconservative wing of the Republican Party. Um, I think, of course, some of the stuff, especially with DeSantis and Trump, there was so much overlap in Florida. Um, that things got pretty personal. And I think that's where a lot of that, you know, Twitter venom is coming from. But I, I think at the end of the day, uh, this will be a positive endorsement for President Trump. And uh, we can move forward as an America first movement and go away with the, the new establishment of the past. She is uh, she was senior advisor and communications director, Vivek 2024, Trisha McLaughlin. Thank you for joining us today and weighing in. And uh, 20 seconds. What's next for you? Do you have are you just going to decompress for a while and then and then regroup? Um, I'm going to take a nap. That's for sure, Jack. Um, <laughs> you know, we still have some stuff to, to settle up with the campaign and make sure, you know, Vivek is, is put in a good position for whatever he does next. But um, I'm, you know, excited to I'm not exactly sure, but um, I, you know, keep on fighting the good fight for America first. That's my plan. All right. Trisha McLaughlin, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Jack. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer. More on the other side of the break. It's about 10 till noon, and it's Monday, 22nd of January, year of our Lord, 2024, and you're listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce Woolley. Big thank you again to Tricia McLaughlin uh, of Vivek 2024, and kudos to all that you accomplished. And, uh, you know, as an Ohioan, I'm, I'm proud of the job Vivek did. Not that he needs my attaboy or pat on the back. But I agree with what Tricia said. I think he did a stellar job of taking on everybody. He would talk to news outlets, and when he needed to, he would certainly hold them accountable and put them in place. And he listened to the dissenting voices, unlike the diversity, inclusion, and equity mob that wants to deplatform, censor, shut you up. Vivek actually listened to people, people who were spewing venom to begin the conversation. Uh, he would listen, and he would have a dialogue back and forth. And you know what? In the day that we live in, it's it's extremely refreshing. There's a lot of scuttlebutt that he might run for governor in 2026, and I was going to get to that with Tricia, but we ran out of time. Uh, but a little bit of in, inside baseball, and then I'll bring it back to 30,000 feet. My understanding is uh, state treasurer Robert Sprague has engaged the firm that was working on Vivek 2024. That to me is a signal that Robert Sprague obviously is running for governor. And if Vivek Ramaswamy was going to run for governor, I would think that he would keep the firm that handled his presidential election and stay with them to run for governor. So it appears, at least right now, January 22nd, 2024, that Vivek is either in serious contention as a vice presidential candidate or a member of a Trump cabinet if Trump is successful in November. 
Uh, but doing the postmortem on DeSantis, I want to do that a little bit, and then I want to put a bow on this by uh, reading a, an incredible piece. Uh, it's it's almost a visceral piece, I would say, by uh, Kurt Schlichter. Uh, time for us DeSantis supporters to rally around Donald Trump. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But why did DeSantis fail? Uh, the Washington Examiner did a nice postmortem. And a couple of key points, uh, the GO midterm, GOP midterm elections, uh, the hangover from those elections, that was short-lived. Remember, Republicans were supposed to have a massive majority in the House, maybe take back the Senate. That didn't really happen. A lot of people blame Donald Trump for endorsing candidates that were bad. But over time, the idea that Trump hurt Republicans in the midterms and that DeSantis was a major outlier that kind of lost steam. And the basic DeSantis campaign strategy, its core argument was that DeSantis in 2024 was Trump without baggage. And I don't think that that message ever really fully resonated. And it proved difficult for DeSantis to peel away the soft Trump supporters. And in fact, based on some of the tweets that I read yesterday, I think DeSantis did take some Nikki Haley type voters. I think he did take some of the rhino establishment. And uh, if I had a follow up question for Tricia, that would have been it. You know, we've talked a lot about this cabal that Molly Ball wrote about in February 2021 in that time piece that will uh, Time Magazine piece that we'll go through again. But there is a, a live and well group of rhino establishment Republicans who hate Donald Trump and I believe worked in 2020 to make sure that he didn't get reelected. So I guess the question I would have asked Tricia is, are we far enough down the Marxist trail that even the rhinos now would say, hey, I don't like the orange man, but I'm going to support him because I, I don't want Karl Marx over here to be president again. Um, Republicans don't always vote for the most conservative candidate. DeSantis at times was right of Donald Trump, particularly on the abortion issue. But if Republicans nominated the most conservative, then ten, Ted Cruz would have won the nomination in 2016. And uh, the grassroots versus Internet, there was a lot of bickering online between people who were with Trump in 16 and 2020 and then f- flopped over to uh, DeSantis. And, you know, DeSantis, he visited 99 counties in Iowa and I think knocked on an unprecedented about a million doors. And he didn't win one county. And so I think that contributed heavily to his getting out of the race. It's like, wait a minute, I spent all this time, energy and effort here doing the things that I thought were going to give me a distinct advantage and, and it didn't work. And I don't think um, that you can really underestimate Trump's grip on the party. Uh, I think DeSantis and everyone else underestimated Trump's grip on the Republican Party. And I think to some degree, Ron DeSantis tried to intellectualize a visceral reaction and response that some people have to Trump. Trump speaks a language that appeals to a certain voter that you cannot intellectualize. They would they would dig a foxhole and go in that foxhole with Donald Trump and fight beside him because they believe that he represents their best interest. 
They believe that he can save the middle class. They believe that he's going to be the guy that talks back to the press, that talks down to that voter all the time. I mean, my gosh, we're seeing it today. I, I saw a tweet from, again, another state house, former state house reporter over the weekend that said DeSantis is out. And the only thing that can stop Donald Trump is Nikki Haley. What do you mean stop Donald Trump? Stop him from what? I mean, just the, the word choice alone tells you that the narrative is that Trump is some authoritarian, that if he takes back the White House, that he's going to be on a four-year revenge tour. He's going to lock people up. He's going to murder them. They're saying that. That's how mad these people are. And they're talking down to voters. They're talking down to the 75 million people who voted for Trump in 2020. And people are sick and tired of it. Absolutely sick and tired of it. Um, I'll start on this right now. Time for us DeSantis supporters to rally around Donald Trump. Now that Governor Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race and endorsed Donald Trump, I have a message for all my fellow Ron DeSantis supporters about how to move forward after a bruising primary campaign where we came up short. Now, this is from uh, Kurt Schleister. Get over it. Losing sucks. But there's a maxim among trial lawyers that applies equally to people involved in politics over the long haul. And that's if you've never lost a case, you never try cases. I am immensely proud to have supported Ron DeSantis. We gave it our best shot. We had a great candidate who has a great future. And we gave as good as we got. But we got it hard. That's because it was a primary. You're supposed to get hit hard. Politics ain't beanbagging. Politics is tough. And people are in it to win it. But now the primaries are done. Our guy has endorsed Donald Trump. Time to rub some dirt on our wounds. Get back in the game and bring home the big win for America. Yes, I know there were some stupid people out there who said some stupid things. Stop caring about what stupid people say. In the long run, this will make you much happier. Every campaign has some dingbats. Every campaign has some weirdos. Dingbats and weirdos say stupid and ugly things. But there's a secret weapon that defeats them. It's called indifference. I don't care what fat MAGA deadbeat dad 69 or any other human cartoon character says. I don't care if they tweet about my mother or my dogs or tell me that my books are terrible. Amen, brother. Singing. You're singing. All right. Hey, uh, stay tuned. Hour number two up next on The Bruce Willis Show. Bruce Willis Show. 